Hello guys, welcome back to Daily Kaylee's 13 Days of Halloween. Today's episode is about a crazy-ass, badass woman by the name of Eileen Warnos. Alright, so let's jump into this one. Eileen Warnos was born as Eileen Carol Pittman on February 29th, 1956. She was not only an American serial killer, but a prostitute. She murdered seven men in Florida between 1989 and 1990 by shooting them at point-blank range. Warnos claimed that her victims had either raped her or attempted to rape her while she was servicing them, and that all of her homicides were committed in self-defense. She was sentenced to death for the six murders and was executed by lethal injection on November 9th, 2002. Eileen is from Rochester, Michigan, and... Her parents were split from the time that she was born. Eileen never met her father because he was incarcerated at the time of her birth. Her father was diagnosed with schizophrenia and he was actually later convicted of sex crimes against children. He committed suicide by hanging in prison on January 30th, 1969. In January of 1960, Eileen was almost four, and her mom abandoned her and her siblings, leaving them with her maternal grandparents, which went by the last name Warnos, and they legally adopted her brother Keith and Eileen on March 18th, 1960, so that is where she gets her name changed from. By the age of 11, Eileen began engaging in sexual activities in school in exchange for cigarettes, drugs, or food. She also engaged in sexual activities with her brother, and Eileen said that her alcoholic grandfather had sexually assaulted and beaten her when she was a child. So she believes that this is where those tendencies came from. In 1970, Eileen was 14, and she became pregnant after being raped by an accomplice of her grandfather. Eileen gave birth to a baby boy at a home for unwed mothers on March 23, 1971, and Her son was put up for adoption. A few months after he was born, she dropped out of school, and at this same time, her grandmother died of liver failure. When she turned 15, her grandfather threw her out of the house, and this is when she began supporting herself as a prostitute, and she actually lived in the woods near her old home. On May 27, 1974, at age 18, Eileen was arrested in Jefferson County, Colorado for a DUI. She was also charged with disorderly conduct and firing a 22 caliber pistol from a moving vehicle. She was then charged with failure to appear because she did not show up to her court date. Two years later in 1976, Eileen hitchhiked to Florida and this is where she met 69-year-old Yacht Club, Yacht Club president Louis Gratzfeld and they actually got married extremely quickly and announced their marriage in the local newspaper. However, Eileen continually involved herself in confrontations at their local bar, and she actually went to jail briefly for assault. She also hit her husband, Lewis with his own cane, and he got a restraining order against her within just a few weeks of being married. After this, she returned to Michigan, and on July 14, 1976, she was arrested again and charged with assault and, charged with assault and disturbing the peace for throwing a cue ball at the bartender's head. On July 17th, just a few days later after returning to Michigan. Her brother Keith died of cancer and Eileen received $10,000 from his life insurance. 
Eileen and Lewis annulled their marriage after nine weeks, and in August of 1976, Eileen was given a $105 fine for drunk driving. She used this money from her brother's life insurance to pay for the fine, and she spent the rest of the money within two months because she bought a bunch of luxuries, including a new car, which she wrecked shortly afterwards. On May 20th, 1981, Eileen was arrested in Edgewater, Florida for armed for the armed robbery of a convenience store, and she only stole $35 and two packs of cigarettes. She was sentenced to prison on May 4th, 1982, but was released on June 30th, 1983. On May 1st, 1984, Eileen was arrested again for attempting to pass forged checks at a bank in Key West. On November 30th of 1985, she was named as the prime suspect in the theft of a revolver and ammo. The following year, on January 4th, 1986, Eileen was arrested in Miami and she was charged with car theft, resisting arrest, and obstruction of justice because she provided identification with her aunt's name instead of hers. The police officers in Miami found a 38 caliber revolver and a box of ammo in the stolen car. So, I would say her being the prime suspect in Pasco County was probably correct. On June 2nd, 1986, the sheriff detained Eileen for questioning a male for questioning after a male companion accused her of pulling a gun in his car and demanding two hundred dollars. Eileen was found to be carrying spare am- ammo, and police discovered a twenty-two caliber pistol under the passenger seat that she was sitting in. Around this time, Eileen met Tyria Moore, who was a hotel maid at a Daytona Beach bar for lesbians. They moved in together and. Eileen supported them with her earnings from being a from being a prostitute. On July fourth, eight on July fourth, nineteen eighty seven, Daytona Beach police detained Eileen and Moore at a bar for questioning because they were accused of assault and battery with a beer bottle. On March twelfth, nineteen eighty eight, Eileen accused a Daytona a Daytona Beach bus driver of assault. She claimed that he pushed her off of the bus following a confrontation, and Moore was a witness to this incident. Up until she was executed, Eileen claimed to still be in love with Moore. Let's get into her murders. She killed seven men within a period of 12 months. On November 30th, 1989, she shot and killed Richard Charles Mallory, who was 51. He owned an electronics store in Clearwater. He was a convicted rapist, and she claimed that she killed him in self-defense. Eileen claimed that she was sodomized and brutally beaten after being driven to an abandoned area for sexual requests. Two days later, the county sheriff found his abandoned vehicle. On December 13th, his body was found several miles away in a wooded area. He had been shot several times, and two bullets to the left lung were found to be his cause of death. On May 19th, 1990... She shot and killed David Andrew Spears, who was 47. He was a construction worker in Winter Garden, Florida, which is really close to Orlando. On June 1st, 1990, his naked body was found along U.S. Route 19, and he had been shot six times by a 22 caliber pistol. On May 31st, 1990, she shot and killed Charles Edmund Karskinen, who was 40. He was a part-time rodeo worker. 
and on June 6, 1990, his body was found in Pasco County. He had been shot nine times with a 20 caliber gun, and the body had been wrapped in an electric blanket and was badly decomposing when he was found. Witnesses saw Eileen in possession of Charles's car, and she also pawned a gun that was identified as belonging to him. In June of 1990, Peter Abraham Symes, he was 65, he left Jupiter, Florida and was going towards Arkansas. However, on July 4th, 1990, his car was found in Orange Springs, Florida, so he never made it out of the state. Eileen and Tyria were both seen abandoning the car, and Eileen's palm print was found on the interior door handle. His body was never found. On July 31st, 1990, Troy Eugene Burris, who was 50, was reported missing in Ocala. On August 4th, 1990, his body was found in a wooded area along State Road 19 in Marion County, and he had been shot twice. On September 11th, 1990, 56-year-old Charles Richard Humphreys, who was actually a retired U.S. Air Force major, former child abuse investigator, and former chief of police in Florida, was found in Marion County. He was fully clothed and had been shot six times in the head and the torso. Her last murder was Walter Gino Antonio, who was 62. He was a trucker and a security guard. On November 19, 1990, his nearly naked body was found near a remote logging road in Dixie County. He had been shot four times. Five days later, his car was found in Brevard County. On July 4, 1990, Eileen and Moore abandoned Simon's car, the dude that they had shot, and they were involved in an accident, so they were like, we have to get rid of this. This is literally evidence to a murder. Witnesses who had seen the women driving the victim's car provided police with their names and descriptions, and this resulted in a media campaign trying to find them. Police also found some of the victim's belongings in pawn shops, the gun, and retrieved fingerprints matching those that were found in the victim's car. Eileen obviously had a criminal record, so her printer, so her fingerprints were on file and they were matched. On January 9th, 1991, six months later, Eileen was arrested on an outstanding warrant at The Last Resort, which is a biker bar in Florida. Police located Eileen's girlfriend Moore the next day in Scranton, Pennsylvania. She agreed to get a confession from Eileen in exchange for immunity, pretty much. Moore returned with the police to Florida and they put her up in a motel. The police got her to make numerous phone calls to Eileen, pleading for help in clearing her name. Three days later, on January 16, 1991, Eileen did confess to all of the murders. She claimed the men had tried to rape her, and she killed them in self-defense. A year later, on January 14, 1992, Eileen went to trial for the murder of Mallory. Although, previous convictions are normally not, they're normally inadmissible in criminal trials. There's a rule in Florida that allowed the prosecution to introduce evidence that were related to her other crimes in order to show a pattern of illegal activity. On January 27, 1992, Eileen was convicted of Mallory's murder with help from testimony. At her sentencing, psychiatrists for the defense testified that Eileen was mentally unstable and they diagnosed her with borderline personality disorder and antisocial personality disorder. It was only four days later that she was sentenced to death. 
On March 31, 1992, Eileen pleaded no contest to the murders of Humphreys, Burris, and Spears, saying that she apparently wanted to get right with God. In her statement to the court, she said, I wanted to confess to you that Richard Mallory did violently rape me, as I've told you. But these others did not. They only began to start to. On May 15, 1992, Eileen was given three more death sentences. In 1992, Eileen pleaded guilty to the murder of Carkson. In November 1992, she received her fifth death sentence. The defense made efforts during the trial to introduce evidence that Richard Mallory had been tried for intent to commit rape in Maryland and that he had actually been committed to a maximum security correctional facility that was like a rehab center for sex, for sex offenders. They were trying really hard to help her in any way that they could, even though she had five other death sentences. The judge refused to allow Richard Mallory to be used as evidence of Eileen being innocent, so they also denied her request for a retrial. In February of 1993, Eileen pleaded guilty to the murder of Antonio and was sentenced to death again. No charges were ever brought against her for the murder of Symes, the one whose, bo the one whose car that she stole, because his body was never found but she still received six death sentences. Eileen told several inconsistent stories about the killings. She at first claimed that all seven of the men had raped her as she was working as a prostitute, but later on she took back the claim of self-defense and said that she wanted to rob these men and did not want to leave any witnesses. And that's the reason she murdered all of them. During an interview with a filmmaker, who was making a movie about her murders. She thought the cameras were off and that the interview was over, but she told him that it was actually, in fact, self-defense, but she could not stand being on death row, and she wanted to die. This interview took place when she'd been on death row for 10 years. Eileen was transferred to the Florida State Prison to be executed. She tried to appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court, but it was denied in 1996. In 2001, she wrote a petition to the Florida Supreme Court, and basically what this petition was intending to do was she wanted to dismiss all of her legal counsel and terminate all of her pending appeals. In the petition, she wrote, I killed those men, robbed them as cold as ice, and I'd do it again, too. There's no chance in keeping me alive or anything because I'd kill again. I have hate crawling through my system. I'm so sick of hearing this she's crazy stuff. I've been evaluated so many times. I'm competent, sane, and I'm trying to tell the truth. I'm one who seriously hates human life and would kill again. Her attorney still argued that she was not mentally competent enough to make this request, but she insisted that she knew what she was doing, and the psychiatrist agreed with her. Her last words were on camera, and it was during an interview. She said, you sabotaged my ass, society and the cops and the system. A raped woman got executed and was used for books and movies and shit. Thanks a lot, society, for railroading my ass. She was executed on October 9th, 2002, and she died at 9.47 a.m. Apparently, they told her that her last meal could have been anything under $20, which is super cheap. But she declined and got a cup of coffee instead.
Her last words during her meal were, yes, I would just like to say I'm sailing with the rock and I'll be back, like Independence Day with Jesus. June 6th, like the big movie. Big mothership and all, I'll be back, I'll be back. She was the 10th woman in the United States and only the second in Florida to be executed since the Supreme Court decision to restore capital punishment in 1976. Her body was cremated and her ashes were spread beneath her favorite tree in Michigan by her childhood friend, Don Botkins. And that's the end of Eileen Wuornos. I personally think she was a really strong woman. And do I think she was crazy? Towards the end, I do think that being in prison did drive her a little crazy. But I think she was fully justified in killing these people. And you know what? I hope you agree with me. Thank you guys for listening. Tell me what you think. And I'll see you in a few days. Bye, guys.